Yo, 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 it's X, and this is What's Out Media Group. We got Chris on the podcast. We got Chris on the, Chris on the, Chris on the podcast over here. And yo, what's today good? we have uh, the great Londini. How are you doing today? He is a white hat, hat, hat hacker, and he's an amazing dude. He makes some amazing content. I originally found you on TikTok, uh, and dude, you were going live all the time, and people were in and out and you were just getting numbers man so i i was always interested in it he stops uh racism and he stops online bullying it's amazing he's even uh helped in real life situations this dude is the truth and uh it's a movement as well so let me let me not uh let me not mix that up but Crizo, you got it yeah so you know First of all, I just want to say, man, I, I really appreciate what you're doing, the whole movement, and, you know, I really appreciate your work. So, you know, just to, like, kick things off, um, you know, I just want to get, like, like a, a perspective on, like, what really inspired you to really just start the movement, you know, like, in the beginning. Yeah, so I, I guess most of my life um, – I've always looked to try to serve my, you know, I served in the military. I've always tried to donate my time uh, as much as possible to charities with the autism or, or veteran society charities. Um, when I decided to do TikTok, which I guess was just at first, just a, as a joke to see if I could do some of these stupid trends and uh, I don't know, have to pass the time. I didn't realize that uh, what was going on on social media. Cause like, I mean, I am in cybersecurity and I, have been doing IT or, or architecture or, or consulting most of my adult life, but I've never really been into social media because I'm just not the type, I guess I'm not a model or a musician or whatever, or, or I don't know, whatever people go on social media for. So when I first went on there, um, uh, I was just, again, just trying to do what everybody else does. Just, you know, make, I don't know, silly videos about whatever was trending. And then um, kind of stepped away from social media for a while until my friend uh, lost his child who was uh, autistic. He was 14 years old. And he had told us a couple months after he was done grieving that part of the reason why he had taken his life was because he was being harassed online um, through social media, TikTok and Instagram to be more exact. And when he came to me, he said, listen, I, I don't know if you can do anything, but can you try to at least track down some of these people so I can get closure and maybe just talk to their parents and let them know that their kids contributed to the loss of my son. And at first I was obviously like, well, that doesn't sound like a good idea because he's also a former military and he might do something stupid. And against my better judgment, <clears throat> I went and I grabbed a bunch of my friends. We all kind of just said, okay, let's try to do this. How would we do this? If we were going to do this, what are some of the things these kids are doing? How are they, they telling on themselves? So then we did, we, we tracked down all but I think two of the people that um, he had message, got messages from before he took his life. And then again, I did give that information, only the information of his parents to that person. And luckily he did the same thing. He did reach out to a couple of the people's parents, according to him. And for him, it, it brought him closure. So um, I took that idea and that concept and I was like, okay, well, how many people are being harassed like this on social media? Like, is it a problem? Like, is it a big deal? And I, I just took a couple of minutes to do a little research and man it, it's a it's a it's a devastatingly big issue and i don't think people talk about it it's not just the bullying it's the racism it's the homophobia it's the the doxing and, and the sexual assault uh 
like threats and the child grooming. Social media has become basically a breeding ground for just the most disgusting and deplorable things you could possibly imagine. So I just decided that like I'd done with the military. I'm going to see what I can do, try to help out. So, yeah. And, and it actually like, it's been that way for like years, man, for years when I, even when I was in middle school and like, you know, I've, I'm a year out of college and in middle school and like elementary school, that stuff was happening, especially on Facebook, MySpace, like those platforms, like, I mean, they ended up making like a whole, you know, like they made movies and stuff out of it, but no, this is like seriously like a huge issue. And I don't think people really grasp it. And I don't think we even going to know the real effects of all of this to like much on like later on. It's crazy. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was, just saying, I was agreeing. Yeah, definitely. Oh, oh yeah. So like, I, I was also like going to say too, as well, like, Growing up, uh, social media wasn't as big as it is now. So, you know, like when I was in middle school, it was just, you know, Instagram, but it would just be like my friends that I would, that I would follow, like my friends, it would, it would, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, just be my friends. So, you know, I, I wouldn't see any celebrities, any, you know, like hate as, as much. It would just be like, people in my circle or like people in my school but as time you know like increases you know companies see this as a platform but they don't really necessarily see it as a platform that they should you know educate people on or or you know we should you know put this awareness out or whatever but you know they see it in, in a means of of a profit and whatever happens happens you know and they don't put these uh you know pre you know, like precautions, right? But beforehand, you know what I mean? So uh, I feel like, uh, you know, as time inc increased, it's, um, you know, it's, um, I, I just can't really put the words, but it's like, it's, it's, it's gotten worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's worse because for some reason, it probably stems from my generation. Um, we have always... We got to kind of understand the arc of the internet, right? So when the internet kind of started off, it was mostly chat rooms. And then uh, AOL kind of came into the picture. And, and AOL was kind of like what everybody thought the internet was. It was just some place where everyone chats and instant messages back and forth. Um, and then after, I want to say like 2001, 2002, um, the internet started becoming more socially acceptable. I think it was Dane Cook, I think was one of the first original viral celebrities on uh on the internet but until that time most people looked at the internet as just something nerds did matter of fact and yeah. I, I always thought it was funny the first time i actually thought like oh man the internet's getting big is when i heard somebody talk about um like myspace on a on a pop song because again before that it was just only it was only like for nerds or people who were you know lived in their basements or whatever or hackers or whatever um so, yeah, and the, the bigger issue is not so much that um, this is happening. It, it's pretty much what anybody could expect to happen if you put a bunch of random people behind a, a keyboard and a, and a screen and then allow them to say whatever they want anonymously. It's basically um, it's basically real America, right? Like they are racist and there are pedophiles. There are people of hate. The difference is, is that while a lot of people understand the social contract, right? If I walk up to somebody in a mall and for example, one of my last videos was a young man that decided that he was going to just keep commenting on this woman's uh, post about her child and say that her child is African-American. He would say that her child is a monkey and her kid deserves to die. And 
Like those are things that 99% of the people would never go into a mall and say to someone's face or they would face the consequences. Right. Yeah. Um, but just like call of duty or just like Xbox or Xbox live, it gives these people the sense of, uh, I don't know, almost like invincibility. Right. So that's what's happening in society. Like we have to stop looking at the online life as just a, a fake thing. Right. Yeah, like more fake, people yeah. Are, yeah. More people are getting hurt as a result of social media then they are getting hurt from like say cars, right? They just did a study in 2019 and from 2009 and to 2019, the rate of suicide amongst kids between the ages of 10 and 24 went up 50%. And in some States it went up 110%, right? So the question is why is the rate of suicide amongst young people sky? I mean, seem skyrocketing. That's before COVID. We don't even know what the numbers are now. So what is it that's causing that? And it, it boils down to the same thing. Well, 2010, Instagram came out, right? But everybody looks at the internet as something that just happens. It's just, oh, that's just the internet. Just turn it off. Just turn it off. But how do you turn off the internet when you're putting every kid on school in school online? The only way they can communicate with their friends anymore is online. There's no real landlines. You have a phone, but no one really goes to the phone. You use, you know, uh, Snapchat. You use Instagram. You use Facebook. So mm -hmm. you can keep telling people just to get offline. But again, at the end of the day, everybody has to start looking at the internet as a real thing with real people attached to it, or we're going to keep losing people. So yeah, man. And uh, I'm dude. I'm so glad that your your friend was able to get some closure from that from the whole ordeal. Um, and I know I know what you were saying. Like it could have gone left as well. But it's like I'm glad he was able to just you know have some closure on that end. Uh, so what do you think about like doxing? Like, I, I don't understand the concept. Do you understand it? Can you give me a clear, like understanding of that? Yeah. So just like with everything, right. Everything has like a state, local and federal law. Right. So for the most part, federal, the federal law against doxing or what you can consider doxing. Doxing is just like a short word for documents. Okay. Um, so doxing is essentially, if you take information that was previously private, and then put that information publicly with the intent to harass or harm somebody, that is criminal doxing. Okay. But it's not called doxing. It's just, it's called criminal harassment, but that's how it would become criminal. So for example, what we do, if somebody creates a video, like I mentioned before saying, Hey, your kid's a monkey and you know, racist, disgusting things. And I go and I track that person down. But what I'm looking for is who that person is and who their parents are. If it's a child, and then what I do is if I find that information, which we can't always find, even though the BBC article said we can find anybody in 78 clicks, that itself was clickbait. That's not possible. Right. Um, <laughs> I said I send that information to their parents and sometimes a school principal because um, a lot of times as I'm finding out, the reason my kids are saying these things is because their parents are disgusting racist. So for me, my biggest thing is, well, listen, if that person's saying that stuff um, here or mine, it's a very good possibility he's affecting other people in his school. So what we do is we, again, we just, we find their email address to the school, which is easy. We find the email address to the parents, which is sometimes difficult. And we mm -hmm. just report it. We don't harass those people. We never harass the person who made the comment. I will never speak to the person that made that comment. I have in one occasion, and that's like the whole thing because the, the parent called me or we got, it was like, he wanted more information, blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, um, that's what we do. So we call that exposing. It's not illegal. And most, if not all the police officers on TikTok that have big accounts, we talk to them almost a regular basis. And they say, you know what? 
not only is that not illegal, but like bravo for doing that's it. and that's the ethical way of doing it. Like uh, rather than like, oh, like this is so and so's, you know, address on Twitter. Do whatever you want. Go and act, you know, havoc or something like that. Like I understand that. So so thanks for clarifying that for me. So that that's a real like reputable thing there. Well, it's obviously illegal too. Like so so I hit so the account just to give a perspective, not to brag. But yeah. Nine accounts we've had nine accounts. All of them got banned except for this one. But every account had a million followers in about a day. Now we knew full well, not a day, about seven days. Um, we knew full well that if we would do that, if we were to take their information and cause you know, I guess they call receipts. I'm not, I'm not up on the mean technology or the mean terminology, but whatever. If we were yeah. to give more receipts than what we would, Oh God, our account would have, well, one of two things would happen. We would have blown up until we got banned and then or thrown in jail. So it's a mixture of like what's right with what is ethically right. And it's a mixture of what's illegal. What I would have wanted to say that you said something terrible or threatened somebody. Well, you should face consequences, but what we're not, we're not uh, capable of doing is making that decision. Like I can't decide for you what's the legal ramifications for what you do. That's what the court's for. I can't decide to you whether or not you should be punished for saying something racist. That's for your parents to decide. So for us, it was never really a question of whether or not we wanted to be the judge, juror, and executioner. Um, you just wanted to make sure that the parents know. Because again, if you had a kid and you, you found out that, that some your kid saw that, I would assume or said that, I would assume that most good parents would want to know, right? And right. there are of course, going to be parents that don't care. But True. for us, we feel that you just let them know, right? Yeah, and, and I think that's a uh that's the that's the best thing to do because a lot of times especially when something goes viral online like that's what they do they'll go on twitter and they'll put somebody's full information out and already knowing like that uh that it's gone viral and that people are like upset about it and like they can do so many things man so that that's the bravo that's all i can say (laughs) have you ever been like confronted like, let's say you expose somebody online. Like, ha- has anybody, like, direct message you? Like, you don't know, like, like, like the true story of 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 what happened or or anything. Like, who are you to expose me and blah blah blah? Like, you know, like, ha- like, have you ever had that type of situation? And like, how did you handle that? No, I here's the, the truth. At the beginning, a couple of people. Um, not not so much after that. What we do get every once in a while are again people clout chasing, saying like, "Hey, that wasn't him. That was me." Ha ha ha! You didn't get like we get that nonsense. But the reality is because we have um, the people that we have exposed have gone on to get banned, and other people, not me, have exposed them. We've I guess we've gotten kind of a reputation for like don't poke the bear kind of thing. So nobody really comes directly at me because they realize that like, well, look what this guy's doing. Like he's literally taking what people think to be impossible and doing and doing it on a regular basis. So no, no one really contacts me directly. Really what the most that we get is from people inside the same niche. That makes sense. Like there are a lot of people that are trying to bring justice or they call out content moder- or vigilante content moderation. Mm-hmm. So there's people within those communities that were constantly like, well, you shouldn't do that. What you're doing is doxing. What you're doing is illegal. Of course, not having any full context to what the word means or not actually understanding what it is we're trying to accomplish. <laughs> but from the people itself, no one, no, I mean, I'd say, they're not, well, maybe, I guess they're scared. And I, I don't know why. I mean, we're never, we've never done anything or we've never 
broken our own code and our code is on our website. So we, we say what we will and won't do. We won't bully people. We won't harass people. We don't take political sides. We don't take whatever. You can't send me your girlfriend's uh, pictures and say, hey, that girl cheated on me. Please go, you know, exposure. Like we don't get in people's <laughs> personal business. Um, so the answer, short answer is no, not really. Um, but there are other people that kind of attack us for the content and we just, we just do what we do. We just ignore it and keep staying positive and moving forward. So, so out of all of, uh, so I'm just going to like real quick. So like out of all of, you know, the things that you've exposed, what would you say would be like, like the most common thing that is like, um, re like a reoccurring thing that, that you see that's, uh, constantly coming up. Yeah, I get your question. Yeah. It's a culture, man. I mean, the reality is this. Uh, we all we were all kids, right? I don't know you guys aren't old enough to have kids. But one thing that's pretty much universal is people need adulation, right? They need to be acknowledged. They need they want attention, right? Just same way um, you would train a dog, right? If you give a dog a treat every time you ring a bell, you ring a bell, the dog's going to come, right? So the biggest thing that I kind of noticed with these online bullying stuff is it is mostly kids between the age of 10 and 16 years old, almost exclusively within that age group. And additionally, um, they're always seeking attention in a way where it makes it really easy to find them. So I'll give you an example. If I did a video where some kids said all, uh, yeah, he said all black children should die. And I thought that was, well, that was weird. So I went to his account and he wasn't trying to hide him who he was. He had pictures of himself. He had videos of himself. He had his best friend in his videos. So when I confront, I confronted him and then we confronted his parents or I tried to confront his parents. He jumped in my live and he said, Hey man, you know, I know my, I know you contacted my parents. Could you please not contact my parents? Listen, I, I apologize. I'll apologize in the video. He apologized. And I said, okay, cool. You apologize. I'll take the video down because that was the point. It was to call him out. Right. Mm -hmm. he just begged me on that live please don't take the video down please don't take the video down it's got three thousand uh got me three thousand views in my reply essentially long story short is it's it was about clout most of these kids if not all of them aren't racist bigoted just bastards right they're just looking for attention so the biggest thing that i noticed is that whatever is going on in this world right now whatever is going on in society whether it be covid I know that we're all being forced to be closer together, but somehow, even though we're forced to be closer together, uh, things like the kids are getting left alone more, right? Because I can't imagine that any parent would know that these things are happening, like when you get these messages from us and not doing anything about it. Um, right. But anyway, I digress. So, it, yeah, the point, like what I'm trying to say is no matter what it is, whether it's pedophilia, and I mean like pretending to be a pedophile, whether it's um, creating accounts, pretending like you've been kidnapped, which happens alarmingly a lot um it is a seemingly just a big cry for help from these kids right because if you don't get negative if you don't get positive attention by being creative or you know musical or whatever so media would give you a really easy way to get attention from being negative so right. that's pretty much the biggest thing I've, I've discovered is that it's mostly children and it just seems to me to be a large cry for help about uh yeah, just trying to get attention of any kind getting attention and I mean, if we yeah. look we look back at it, like you mentioned, uh, like Xbox Live, like Modern Warfare, when kids used to say those things, they would just do that to get a reaction because they were losing in the game or they wanted some type of attention. So that that makes so much sense, man. Yeah. So it's good that so 
so out of out of all the cases that you have done how many of them have like you've contacted the parents and the parents have been like you know wow like and they, they've actually like made a change so i when i got asked that question two months ago i had a really good answer for you the thing is now again and you have to look at it from my perspective like i don't whether it's an adult or a child, I don't want to get further involved in informing them because especially when it comes to adults, like the way the court system works is if you're a part of a case, you can mm-hmm. be deposed, you can be called in the court. If I report anything to like a police department, I'm reporting it through the anonymous tip line. I'm not giving my information. I don't want anybody to know my name. Nobody, including the 300 people that are directly in my movement, none of them know my real name. None of them know the city or state that I live in. Um, and as far as the parents go, I have been contacted by a large amount of the parents and about half the time it's like, you know, profusely apologizing. Oh my God. Like, like, I mean, they didn't do it to me, but they're like, you know, I thank you for letting me know. Thank you for giving me the evidence. This is terrible. Um, I'm going to take care of it. And then the other half of the time it's, what do you want me to do about it? What are you going to do? Just to, to take it, take his account away. Cause they, that I'm, TikTok, whatever. So it's a bit, it's a mixed bag of like reactions from the parents. At the end of the day, I mean, I, I gotta try to take it from their perspective. Like I'm just getting anonymously message from some weird dude wearing a mask on social media. I get it. Um, but for the most part, the only real time that I've ever had a conversation with a parent, like on the phone, was when this one, if you Google thegreatlandini.com, about seven clicks down, you'll see there's a young man that made a post saying a uh, ban and arrest the great londini put this on petition.com i think or change dot change that order whatever wow. it was yeah so he wanted me arrested and he wanted me to be taken off tiktok or social media mm. so i contacted his father directly and this kid was wearing a mask he was hiding his identity he was like voice changer doing the whole thing he did not want to be identified for whatever reason but he made a lot of mistakes right like he had a Twitch account, which was the same name as his other account. So we found him and I called his father. His father, who was around 71 or 72 years old, if I'm not mistaken, Ooh. older gentleman, mm-hmm. called him on his phone. I was like, hey, man, you know, your kid is slandering us. He's saying that we're doxing people. He's just, he's saying very racist and disgusting and misogynistic things. And he said to me, well, first he was like, how the hell did you get my number? Why are you calling me? My number's not listed, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, don't listen, sir. Listen, I don't, I don't mean to take any of your time, but rather than I go to court and sue you for slander, because your kid is not only racist and homophobic and all these other things, he's slandering my account, which is trying to do good on the internet. And he said, quickly change his tone to like, you know what? I got this. Don't worry about it. And if you go to that petition and you read it when he closed it, his mess, his closing remarks for that petition was like, this is a lost cause. Nobody can stop him leave him alone. And then essentially he had to take all of his social media offline, all of his videos offline um, and all that stuff. And we actually have the recording of the talk with me and his dad. I'm just trying to find, I'm probably going to put it on our Patreon. That's okay. probably, yeah, that is what I'm going to do. Cause it was amazing. <laughs> oh man. That is, that's pretty funny. Especially um, with it being a, a older gentleman as well, man. He probably is like a doctor, a doctor, not just a regular 71 <laughs> year old doctor. Like this guy's, making shit tons of money his kid sitting in the bathroom with a damn robe on trying to take down a full-grown adult because he doesn't like that he's telling on him from doing wrong things that is that is priceless there so uh 
one question here. Uh, what would you advise people who want to be more secure online with their information? That's a great question, man. So first of all, I mean, you can't really rewind the clock, but if you ever, if you are deciding to go on social media, if like you've decided you're going to make that leap, you got to make a lot of decisions, a lot of more decisions than people understand. Like one, one of the decisions, the most important decision is, are you promoting yourself? Right. If you're going to be a creator or a creator of any kind, and if you are, then you have to make a bigger decision, which is, are you going to be using your own name? Or are you going to be using a moniker or whatever you're going to be using? Because the biggest threat that people have is not the bullying. The bullying is terrible. And yes, people are losing their life because of it. But it's the criminal doxing and the criminal harassing and, and, and people showing up to people's houses. There was an incident, I think it was in New York, where a really big TikToker, I think he had over a million followers, invited a bunch of people to something. And he just said, he mentioned it in passing. And then they met him up and then they took his life. This just happened recently. And then there was an incident. Oh, yeah. Yeah, about yeah, like yeah. two months ago. Damn, yeah, yeah. And it was there was tragic. Yeah, there's an incident in Great Britain where this guy who does family content about anti-bullying, same as me, he was just driving his car and somebody was paying attention to the background and they catched a, a street where he turned into his block and they burnt this man's house to the ground. Not just his house, they burned his house and his car to the ground. Another incident of a girl who was an actress who reached out to us and said, and she showed me the video, which I got, I'm also going to put that on uh, Patreon. She showed us the video where she's on her live and pointed the camera to herself. And in the middle of her live, her doorbell rings. She turns and somebody from her live came to her house. And she lives in a mini mansion, right? Yeah. And she's scared shitless. Luckily, there was, they were just like obsessive fans and they didn't do anything to her. But I guess that's kind of my point. If you want to keep yourself safe, you have to make the determination that you're not going online to promote yourself. If you're just a casual observer, um, you don't necessarily need to keep your account public. You can privately view videos, right? Don't right. make your username or your screen name anything that relates to you. Um, don't put your real birth date in there. When you create an account, you don't have to put your real information in there. You just don't have to. Um, if you are a creator, I would say, again, don't use your real name. Don't put your real address. Um, don't put any username on social media that links you to anything else. For example, if your gamer tag is whatever, whoop, there it is, 001, well, then use something yeah. completely different, right? Something that maybe identifies the type of content that you're making, but definitely doesn't identify where you live or your name. Mm. Um, and then also, most importantly, what a lot of people don't understand is that there, while there are hundreds of sites out there that you can go pay money to, and then they'll, they'll give out your public information, your cell phone number, your social media accounts, excuse me, every single one of those accounts have what's called an opt-out feature. So what I would do is if you're going to go on social media, Google yourself, Bing yourself, look to see what your social footprint is. And then now you know what the, the people who may want to come after you for whatever reason, you know what they see. And a lot of those sites, they have what's called an opt-out feature where you can actually remove your information from those sites. So that way you can either clean your, your, your name off the internet before you take a social media account. Or what you could do is if you're in social media already, just go look at yourself, go look at your name, and then go to those websites and look for their opt-out option. All of them have it, and most of them will, within a couple of days, allow you to take your information off of uh, their website. So those are a couple of things I do. And again, we, we actually give you step-by-step -step directions on how to do that on our Patreon, if anyone's interested. You can go to thegreatlondini.com. I wrote very specific detailed instructions on how to make sure. Like right now, if you type in my name, my actual name on Google, you won't find one thing. You won't find a picture of me. You won't find my job. You won't find anything. And again, the key is like keeping it up to date because the internet changes. So you can use like Google alerts, right? 
Right. Anytime somebody puts something on the internet with your name on it, you get an email and you can say, oh, uh, this is going to let people to me in case I make a video and say I, I make a political statement. People don't like it. They don't try to ruin my life or take my job away from me. Um, does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And plus, like, as, like, as we move forward, like as a, as a society, uh, social media is going to become a bigger like part of our lives. Like, like right now. And even before we view social media, you know, just like how you said, it's just like, oh, you're just talking shit here and there. It's like, you know, there's not that big of a, of a consequence. But as we move, move forward, you know, employers are going to start to, you know, view your social media. Uh, you know, they already different, do. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's going to become e- even bigger part of our everyday lives in the future, like even in China whether you agree with it or not, they have a, 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 a social credit score, right? So on how you, you know, react and, and how you act in public, but also on social media too. So, yeah, you know, yeah, man, so, you, did your, you did your research, yeah. man, because not, not a lot of people know that. Yeah, China does have a social media score. And while I don't agree with it because it's tied to like a communist dictatorship, right? something like that eventually has to be sprung up here in this country. But... I mean, all, all because it's, kids are going to get away with uh, doing what they're doing. But yeah, man, I mean, at the end of the day, like that's that's kind of what we have. To, we all have to come to as a society is that we all have to start um, taking ownership of our names. We have to start taking ownership of our kids. We have to start taking ownership of, of everything we do, because right now, I mean, they just uh, Instagram just announced was it a couple months ago their desire to build an app and release an app for kids younger than 13 years old which is perplexing to me because they haven't figured out the one where they let 13 year olds on. Right. So right. yeah, absolutely. Like they, so people got to figure this whole thing out, man. And, and before it gets worse than what it is. So. And that's extremely dangerous when, when you talk about all these other issues, because if you got kids on earlier than that, what are they going to be fishing? They're going to be fishing for more attention. And that is just, uh, that's heartbreaking to hear. Honestly, that's really even well, developing. Well, the thing I was going to say back to the other gentleman's point was that absolutely what you just said is the point, right? So when I was 17 years old, I remember somebody said to me, you got to get an email address or in the next 10 years, you're not going to be able to get a job. And this again, this was in the nineties, right? And I was like, an email address, <laughs> only like, only nerds have email addresses, right? <laughs> yeah. And absolutely, absolutely. Was that true? Now, the thing today is I have a company. I hire people all the time. But what people don't understand when they say the internet never forgets. Do yourself a favor. Go go to Google and type in the Wayback Machine. Okay, go remember your old AOL name, your AOL profile. Type it in, and I guarantee you, I can go back to where you were when you were 15, 16 years old on AOL and see all the dumb things that you were doing on Facebook. The internet archives everything. Pictures don't get they don't get deleted for the most part. Everything you do on the internet stays on the internet. Even if the site goes away, it's cached on the internet. I mean, Google caches everything. Your internet service provider caches a lot of things. You can't get away with it. And I could tell you from at least two or three cases that I've had, because I hire consultants and contractors, security contractors, there was a young lady that I had to let go because she was saying, even though she was Indian, um, she would say the N-word a lot. And I don't mean it like with an E-R, she would say it with an A. Yeah. And But to me, like that's a margin call. Like It's not a margin call for me. You can see I'm white, right? I'm not going to make that call. But the fact that she would use that word a lot I said, listen, like that doesn't represent my company. I don't yeah. want you saying that. And it was like part of her vernacular. Mm-hmm. She said it in front of me. 
So when I went to go look at it, and I was like, well, wait a minute, like, that's, that's not okay. Like, you're not African American. And I don't think that's a good word to say, even if you were. So like, I, I'm going to need you to, to step away. And then of course, she went to uh, the, the Department of Labor, but whatever. The bottom line is that I looked, everyone looks into these things now. And like, carrying yourself like an adult and carrying yourself like an adult to get a job, uh, include your online presence. Like you can have your private accounts and all those things like that. But if you put yourself out there as um, anything other than what you, you, you are, like if you portray yourself differently online, like for example, these people do these thirst traps. Well, if I'm hiring you to be an accountant, I am going to, I mean, I, I'm a human. I'm going to judge how <laughs> you act. Right? You know what yeah. I, mean? I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, if I'm going to hire an accountant, like you put yourself in my shoes. If I'm hiring an accountant, a 25 year old accountant, and I don't want to get hit with a sexual assault charge. Right. And I go to your profile and it's 90% pictures of you, like in bikinis and stuff like that. I have to stop and think about my, to myself. Like, is that, am I going to, is that going to carry on to over here? And it, it, it affects your decision, regardless if you want it to or not. Now, obviously I would like to believe that I would do the right thing and just give that person a chance, but I'm, 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 not, I'm one person. You have to consider how it looks across the board, right? Like people consider these things when they, they hire people. Yeah, how you represent yourself on social media can can say a lot about somebody's character and personality. So, and you know, just like how you said, you know, not only you but your company as a whole. So it's like, is this somebody that I want on our team to represent the company as a whole? So, you know, that's a very good point that you brought up. Sure. So, uh, question here. Um, so the movement you said is about like three hundred of you guys. Um, so originally the movement started off with twenty people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I say three hundred people, it's three hundred people on our Discord server that we that basically help us do research. And again, with our Patreon, we grow every single day. Like we just added eighty people in the past five days. So it's basically 300 people that are dedicated to finding bullies, pedophiles, racists, and scammers. And they have rooms where they're all just kind of working with each other to try to figure out who they are, how they can deplatform them so they can stop hurting and harassing people. So that's about 300 across all the social media with followers and online accounts. It was probably seven or 8 million followers, depending on how you count it, if you count the ones we lost. And right now, um, we just checked. I just checked yesterday. We've had 600 million views since December, man. 600 million. Yeah. That's a, that's amazing. That's good. Um, so uh, that's, a, can we talk a little bit about scamming? Uh, I'm not really hip to, uh, you know, online scamming. I, I know, I know some YouTubers who actually like cover uh, online scamming, but I'm not really like aware of like, what type of scamming do you guys like deal with? All kinds. But see, the thing is, it's all about information, right? So the biggest problem that people have is what they think they know and what and what they actually know, right? So a lot of people look at the internet as, oh, well, the, let, let's just look at scamming, right? People think that scammers are like the sophisticated hackers sitting in their room, maybe in India, maybe in South Africa, just mm-hmm. sitting there behind a bunch of computers hacking people. That's not how that works, right? Scamming is very, very simple. It's been around since the beginning of time. Um, and the way that they use the internet to do it is it's just as simple as talking, right? Like if somebody comes up to you and starts talking to you, they start to be friending you, then they start telling you, hey, you know what? I really like your content as a veteran. You know, it really touched me. And you're like, oh, cool. This person is a veteran. I'm going to follow them. And then a week later, they're like, oh, man, you know what? I'm getting deployed, uh, but I can't afford gas to my car and I'm going to get I'm going to get in trouble for my command. Hey, man, maybe you can send me a hundred bucks. 
maybe you send him a hundred bucks. And then the next week it's like, Oh no, like, um, I got injured and like, uh, I'm going to go to, I'm going to get put in a brig unless you send me a thousand dollars because I'm not going to be able to make it back to my base on time. Then they send you a thousand bucks, right? It, it's hacking and scamming. People think are this highly technical thing. Mm-hmm. Literally anybody can scam you. And the reality is, is that you have to understand the world of the platform around you, right? If I go, most of us know that if we go to, I don't know, if we walk down the street and we see a homeless person, right? And that homeless person is asking you for money. Now, either that homeless person's either um, had a rough life and, it, and it's genuine, or that person um, is either on drugs or alcohol. Who Nobody really knows what their life decisions are. But most people, um, they, they make that decision in face, in person, right? And you can kind of determine, well, this person's got, looks, it's a, she's got kids, or maybe this person's got kids. Maybe I'm going to stop and I'll donate. Online, you're just taking everything at word because now the age of deep fakes and all the other things like that, literally anybody can be anybody they want. And the majority of the scams that happen are, um, they all happen through like text messages, right? So I have a friend that uh, just, t- he told me three weeks ago that he was getting married and I was like, oh shit, like, cause he's like 60 years old. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm getting married. I've been talking to this girl for a really long time. Um, she's just waiting for a pack to come in. Cause you know, uh, she's a, um, she works in uh, whatever, whatever the charity is over there. She goes teach kids how to, to, to read and write. And I was like, oh damn, man. So can I see a picture of her and the hottest girl you've ever seen in your life? Right. I'm like, whoa, like this is your wife. You're 60, dude. You're not looking too hot. Right. Like, yeah, man. You know, I know it's she first, it was kind of weird, but you know, she really loved me and I'm going to fly out there next week and I'm going to go get her. And she's coming back. Obviously, you know where this is going. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but the thing is like, you would think that he, he's a brilliant man. He's an entrepreneur. He's this man. He's had several successful businesses, but the thing is people want to believe things right and in that his particular case this girl or a girl was going on video calls to them talking to him talking to him and spending time texting them these people all work in teams right it's not high technology it's just low level emotions right like people want to be talked to like we said earlier people want adulation so people are targeting people um through charities through you know uh all those things and they're trying to find ways to pull money out of you in the various ways so that's kind of the thing. So as far as like technical hacking or, or all these things like that, it doesn't really exist. When somebody's scamming, they're just they're just playing on your emotions. So you have to be very, very educated. I would say you almost never send any I think Cash App is probably the worst thing that's ever been created, personally. Cash App and Venmo, more people get scammed on that thing. And I don't even know. I got I don't know why they haven't been sued to like the end of time. But if somebody says to you, send it to me on Cash App immediately red flag somebody says to you can i have your credit card information immediate red flag so again um scamming is just a general word for somebody trying to get money out of you um telling you something you believing it and then they give you money then you find out later obviously the way to prevent that is um if you don't know the person just don't assume they're telling the truth, right? Just, just, just don't give them the benefit of the doubt. I know everyone's raisably giving them the benefit of the doubt. No, no, no. It's the internet. Don't give them any benefit of the doubt. Keep your money. Uh, and if it sounds too good to be true, it's very much like too likely, too likely good to be true. Because that is, again, the number one scam. These women and like these, well, not these women, these people pretending to be women, getting men to like pretend like they're in relationships while they're overseas. It's, I think, the number one scam out there right now. Um, Wow. And of course, there's the phone call scam too. Chris, you got to be careful that cash app, brother. 
Yeah, I mean, like, sometimes it even be like your close friends, like, you know what I mean? Like, I had a friend who was like, yo, send me some, you know, I, I, I need some money, right? You know, send it through Cash App. And I was like, all right, you know, all right, bet. And then he was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to pay you back next week. And then next week comes, you know, like, I, I, I waited, like, two extra days after. Never hit me up. Then I hit him up. It blocked my number. I'm <laughs> like, oh, you know. So it could even be like your closest friends. Like it could be the people on the street, people online. Like, you know. So you really have to watch out. And just like you said, you know, do not take people's word for it. And if something is too good to be true, it probably is. You know. Yeah. So it's like they they say in Latin, engineers. When you go to engineering school, they have a term called Occam's razor. Which essentially yes. means the simplest things possibly the truth. And if it's quite simply easily explained as they're lying to you, it's very much like that they're lying to you. And like the other part of that that I just want to cover real quick is there's a lot of misconception on the internet, right? A lot of misconception. People believe that like, for example, a lot of people believe that I'm grabbing people's IP addresses and I'm tracking them down. Like that stuff doesn't exist. Like let's talk about like anonymous, right? Anonymous isn't even a thing. Never was a thing, never going to be a thing. Anonymous is just a bunch of people that were on a message board that liked making funny pictures and memes. Then they all got together when they like, they went after Scientology and they just said, oh, we're going to go after Scientology because it's bad. But they weren't hackers, right? A hacker, typically, and all really a hacker is, is somebody that takes general protocols, like how things are supposed to be done, and they go against those protocols, right? And it could be their black hat or a white hat. White hat is what I am which means I get paid to do what I'm doing. I, it's ethical. Someone's asked me to protect, prevent a black hat hacker from hurting them. And a lot of that time, times when someone's hacking somebody, they're just penetration, they're penetration testing, or sorry, they're trying to like do dial a service, or they're trying to bypass your database to grab information. But nobody in the world, and I just mean nobody in the world could just grab your IP address out of thin air. Like if somebody threatens you, which is another big thing, they threaten you with like, you know, send me nudes or send me money or I'm going to give you, I'm going to give your IP address away or, Hey, send me money. Um, Cause you were on my discord server. Now I got your information and I was able to hack to the discord database. You got to understand those, those things aren't possible. And that's like another, the biggest misinformation, how people get scammed is they believe these things because they're all these myths and IP address means Jack Diddley squat. If I told you my IP address right now, it wouldn't tell you anything other than I live on the East coast of America. And every, even that it changes every three days. Nobody can crack a database outside of somebody inside the building. Even the greatest hackers in the world can't do that anymore. Encryption, at the, even at the most basic level, would require a supercomputer in a basement cooled to like 3,000 degrees below zero. Even that couldn't break six-bit encryption. And most databases are 256-bit encrypted. So we've got to get rid of all the fear. That's the other, the other main way people are getting scammed. Um, there is no such thing as anonymous. It's not a thing. If you say you're anonymous, you're anonymous. Like, just like saying you're a Christian, right? You could just say you're a Christian, you're a Christian. Um, so you get that, that again, fear, people believe something that's just not true are the two ways that people get scammed. And that's kind of how, why, again, we spend a lot of our time just educating people on things like that. It truly sounds like cyber warfare, to be honest. Yeah. Um, for money. Yeah. How, how would you say that the uh, military shaped you? Um, it shaped me a lot. So I, I didn't come from, um, very good background. I grew up in Strawberry Mansions, Philadelphia, which was yeah, that was the ghetto. Like I was I'm one a roller, so I know right where uh, I know yeah. exactly where that is. Yeah. So I grew up in Strawberry Mansions, and I was 
not that it matters, but I was one of, I think, two white families in the whole neighborhood, which shaped me in the sense that like, um, from like, I, I kind of knew poverty. I knew, you know, you had to watch your back in those neighborhoods because there's a lot of crime. So what the military did is it took that, that mentality of mine and it took me, it, it taught me like, Hey, you know, no matter how bad your situation is, um, and no matter where you come from, you can, you can go down the right path, right? You can not only go down the right path, but you can help other people. So coming from that background and going to the military, I just, I was so leery of everybody. I didn't trust anybody. I didn't really go outside much. Um, but the, the military kind of just shaped me to be like, listen, you can overcome anything, no matter how difficult something is, you can do it. And not only can you do that, you can bring other people along with you. And also, you know, it built that brotherhood that I have with all the other military people, still my very good friends today. And overall, what it taught me is the need to get back, right? The need to help. Because if you've ever been overseas, if you've ever stepped foot out of America, um, you'll see that, like, we got it really good, man. Like, I know, like, regardless, you could be in the worst part of America, Strawberry Mansions, one of the worst parts of America. Mm. Um, but the second you step in Kosovo, the second you step in Afghanistan, you will beg to go back to Strawberry Mansions. You'll walk around in the streets at night, happy as could be, then rather go back to some of these countries. So it taught me appreciation. It taught me discipline. It taught me um brotherhood it taught me uh just a love and respect for for people and again giving back and helping. perspective too that's crazy respect yeah that's an amazing story so now you know you have your own business and now you have this movement so where would you like the movement to you know further on what are your goals for the movement in the future so i mentioned it i think once or twice but we're, we're doing a patreon now so where i'm hoping this mission this movement goes is just more educational because to me i think the answer to all the things we just discussed is educating everybody i have to believe in my heart that most people would not make a comment if they knew what it was actually going to do to somebody if we educate people about the six thousand people that took their life in 2019 and the six hundred thousand people that attempted to and within the ages of 10 to 24 i have to assume if we can make that real for even the kids in that age grade we mentioned, that that would at least pause them from making these disgusting comments. I also believe that, like, from the flip side of that, that we need to start educating local and uh, state police about, like, what should somebody do if they are being harassed? Like, what is the repercussions? Because, again, if a mom finds out that their kid's being harassed and bullied online, what does she do? Like, she, can, she can't take them off the Internet because, again, most schools don't on the Internet now. She can't, I mean, I guess she could take them off social media and make them a pariah. Most parents won't. Um, they should, but they, they won't. So what do you do if somebody's breaking the law to harass you or your kid? Or hell, if you're an adult and you're being harassed. But the answer is right now, um, you call the local police. They're going to tell you to call Facebook or call TikTok. Uh, even if they're breaking, a cr- breaking the law. And even if you give them the video evidence of them breaking the law, nine times out of ten, from at least my experience, Local law enforcement is not educated on how to deal with cyber crimes because to them, until it actually becomes a physical crime, a lot of them won't even take the case number. That's not always the case, but it's it's happening more and more. Right. So again, the education of them, I would love to have um, enough resources. To, you just hire, hire lawyers to help people, um, hire people to can make up uh, educational material to hand out to state and local police go to schools, be able to travel to schools and just kind of educate them on, on what's going on. Like giving examples of people that have taken their life and why they, what, what could have been done about it. 
So for me, the movement is just, it's just going to keep growing and becoming more educational, more entertaining as well. Again, we're doing a Netflix documentary. I just told you about some of the other, like we're going on TV a lot now doing any a podcast that we're asking, you know, I did look at your guys. I like what you guys are doing and just trying to inspire people, man, helping people grow, uh, inspiring and helping the people that are being harassed, the people with disabilities, people on social media that are being attacked, just reaching back out to them and giving them a safe place to come just be creative. Like whether it's on our discord server or whether everyone or discord server just goes onto their social media account, and just shows them love. Like, Hey man, you know what? That was awesome. Hey, you know what? That song you just sang, you know, beautiful. And that way we can, hopefully push down the negativity and, and rise up some of the positivity and save some lives. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm hoping to do in the future. Yeah. Maybe some like, like some positive, you know, uh, positive attention, maybe some mentorship programs or something like that. I feel like we don't have a lot of those anymore. Like something that like, you know, people can really just like look up to and like, yeah, okay. You get some attention, but like, Hey, we're going to help you get better. Like, uh, I know I follow some kids who are like, you know, young athletes because, you know, they follow the same path as me. And I'll just, you know, shoot them a message. Hey, keep it up. You're doing a great job, dude. You're on you're on to bigger and better things. Keep it up. So we need more things like that, more positive like attention. And because kids really do need attention. If they're not getting it at home, they're not getting at school or they're online all the time. Let's try, to, let's try to help out. Yeah. Well, it's not even it's, it's that. And. I can promise you they're getting attention and, and it all boils down to that. If you could summarize everything that I'm saying to, to, to like one phrase, it is <clears throat> kids are going to get attention. It's going to be negative or positive at home. If you're not t- paying attention to your kids, that's negative. It's negative attention. And you know what? It, if you're yelling at them, if you're screaming at them, if you're just telling them that they're dumb, that's attention for them. Now that, that attention that they're getting from you, that bullying that you're doing to your kids Guess what they're going to do with that? It's, it's, it's something that they're holding. Well, they're not going to hold on to it, right? They're going to give it back. They're going to give it back to somebody. If you're giving your kid positive attention and every time they come home, like you're, you're sitting there listening to them, listening to what's going on, um, well, then fulfilled, right? And that positivity, they're going to give that back to somebody else, right? So it's all it all boils down to what we do um, with the things that we have control over. I can't control the things that I, I don't have control over. But what I do have control over would be my kids, how I raise them, the amount of attention I give them, the amount of education I give them. So again, if you, your kids are going to get attention, so will parents. And if you guys have had girlfriends before, same thing with girlfriends. Either going to get good attention or they're going to get negative attention, right? It's up to you to give them that attention that they want or they're going to go get the other type of attention. It's it's universal. We have to <laughs> yeah. start treating our, our, our kids, our friends, our other people Give them the affirmation. Just tell somebody, hey, man, you're freaking awesome. If you go into a video, if you see somebody's content, like you said, an athlete, you know, maybe he's struggling or whatever. Just say, hey, man, I just saw you play last week. You know what? You're doing good. You're getting better. That positive affirmation, that positive attention that people crave, if you, if everybody just takes 10% of their time and does that, then maybe we'll start getting rid of all the negative stuff that's going on. So it's all about someone's going to get attention. We need to be more positive. That's basically the whole direction I'm trying to go in this thing. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, just having that uh, self um, communicating with, you know, with each other and, uh, you know, that that type of education, because with these social media sites, their solution is, you know what, let's just censor everybody. Right. Yeah. You know, whatever we deem as either misinformation or, um, you know, hate speech, you know, based on our, you know, guidelines, we're just going to censor you guys. 
And in a way, it's causing even more division because it's like, you know, oh, you see that, you know, that, you know, you know, we're being censored, blah, 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 you know, so, you know, there's like merit until, you know, what we're saying and it's, it's becoming a lot more polarized. It's like, oh, well, we're going to make our own app over here. And then, you know, so it's not, it's, it's more, you know, spreading apart than coming together. So, you know, I, you know, I definitely uh, agree with everything that you were saying. Yeah, man. Yeah, no. And to add to that, it's, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, like everybody can agree on things, right? Like everyone, like if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, if you're black, if you're white, if you're a boy, if you're a girl, if you're gay, if you're straight, we're not all going to see each other's perspectives. We're not living that life, right? Like I said, I grew up in strawberry mansions. I couldn't understand like the plight of the people who are African-American, even though I was white and I was in the same environment, it was still different for me walking outside, right? Being a white person versus being a black person who's already judged differently than me, right? But -hmm. regardless of all those things, we all have things that we agree on, right? We all don't want children killing themselves. We all don't want children to be groomed. We all don't want women uh, sexually assaulted. We don't all don't want women to feel uncomfortable. We all want to have a positive environment so we could all just be going, be creative. If we all just focus on the things that we all agree on, and there's a lot of things that we all agree on, regardless of what you, who you are individually, and we all focus on those and just, you know, not, not forget about your political opinions, not forget about what section you want to agree with. If we just focus some of our energy on all the things we agree with, we might make some progress and then spend the rest of your time being, you know, toxic or political or whatever those things are but focus some of that time on the things that we all agree no one's doing that like right. i've ever seen a republican crap saying you know what we hate each other but you know what? this opioid ep- this epidemic this opioid epidemic it's fucking killing our kids mm-hmm. we can at least figure that out no 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 because you voted for trump or no you voted for biden screw that let them die or same thing in afghanistan oh no you yeah. voted for trump or no you voted for biden there's kids being blown up forget all that bullshit who cares Focus it's on humanity that's yeah, like exactly. that's humanity man and like that's one thing that we like want to do here is like we have talked to anybody because we just want to like we want to like you know squash all that because there's we all have things in common and like people don't understand it and i've had that opportunity like i've had friends like uh you know i've had friends who have been like you know down and out and i've had friends who like folks are like millionaires and stuff and they all have some type of commonality that can bring them together but people don't ever like think about that they just are like caught up in narratives and all that and uh it's just it's so toxic <laughs> so toxic yeah, yeah and it's another thing that people have to learn a skill of when you get older you learn that skill and it seems like you guys got it pretty much figured out just why you're doing a podcast like the biggest thing that that's led me to my success in life is just understanding the key principle of seeking first to understand before being understood if you can understand someone before you attack them if you can understand somebody like fully understand where they're coming from before you even spout off an opinion or if you can just listen to what they're saying and actually forget about all the emotion listen to what they're actually worried about you can all you can you can get along with anybody right you can if i know that for example black lives matter <clears throat> a lot of my friends are part of that movement right and at first it was such a turn off for me because all I'd hear is like the anger, like the anger coming out of them. But it wasn't until I actually listened to my friend and tell me like, hey, you know, what? I, I got tinted windows. And I get like, how many times you've been pulled out of your car? I was like, pull out my car. I've never been pulled out of my car. He's like, bro, I get pulled out of my car every damn time they pull me over. Like until I stopped and stopped, like just focused off of what he was, like the emotion to what he was portraying. Because it was fearful. I mean, it was scary. Like the right. type of, because, you, you know, it's, it's attacking you in a sense. Like, because you are part of the problem 
depending on how you look at it, right? So right. if you just get past that, let go of yourself and just seek to understand, imagine how many things we can fix. Imagine if we could just be empathetic to some people's problems, regardless if they're not our own. Whether it be a trans person just wanting to feel comfortable in their own skin, whether it be an African-American yeah. person with their skin, or if it's the indigenous person who's basically being pushed to a reservation and their children are being kidnapped at alarming rates. If you could get rid of all your preconceived notion and just listen to what people are saying, imagine how many problems we could fix. You know what I mean? And, and that's amazing. I think I've learned that too from just like, I know, like just social interactions, like at, like in fate, like in person, social interactions, like going to bars or going to, you know, uh, you know, parties and stuff like that. Like all creeds of life are usually at a party and you can interact with everyone and you guys all have some type of commonality. That's the reason why you guys are there. So it's, it's, it's hard. I feel like it's harder to do online just because of all those narratives and everything than it is yeah. to do in person. Cause I like, uh, when I was, uh, when I was 18, it was my first year of college. I like voted for Hillary. I was really like a supporter of her and man, I was devastated that she lost and Trump won. So I went to go talk to one of my buddies, one of my teammates and the right. next day, like the next day and I asked him, Hey, so why are you a Trump supporter? And then he explained to me, hey, I've been a Trump fan since, you know, uh, the art of the deal, like that type of stuff. So, like, I grew to understand. And it's like, all right, well, now I'm not feeding into anything. Like, I, I got to, like, see it from my own eyes to really, like, see if I'm really vibing with this or re- do I really understand this? And it's just I, I wish we had more, you know, social encounters, like face to face and not like, you know what I'm saying? You get, my, yeah, no, you get my point. I get your point. Like, for example, if you go on my Discord server, I don't, nobody knows my political opinions ever. <clears throat> and on the Discord server, we flat out ban, not ban you, but we ban any content that doesn't do with political. It's not because those things aren't important. But like you just said, in, in a club situation, right? It doesn't matter what you're doing. Um, if you want to, if you want to, I, I have to use an example because I've only been single like seven or eight years out of my life. But it's the same thing if, if you're a guy trying to pick up a woman, right? Like, regardless of how attractive you are, no matter, regardless of how much game you have, if that person on the other end doesn't believe that you're actually listening to what they're saying, that's obvious, right? If you're just there yeah. for one thing, they pick up on that. If you're truly listening to another person, whether it be a, a girl listening to a guy, a guy listening to a girl, like that's that, that comes out. It comes out because now you can respond to what they're saying. Like, you actually take an interest in it. And if people could start doing that, not just when you're trying to date somebody, but if you do that with your friends, or if you do that with somebody like you just did, which you just explained, somebody who has a different political opinion, don't try to agree with them. That's stupid. You're not going to agree with them. Just listen to what they're saying. Understand what brought them to that point. Like, why do you, why did you vote for somebody regardless of the, the possibility of them being a racist? Well, like, just understand it. Don't agree with it. Understand it. And, that, and that's the thing that people have, the biggest problem, I think, is that like they're so insecure in their own beliefs because maybe they haven't educated themselves that their worry is that if somebody says something contrary, that's going to change them. I f- you find the same thing in the Christian community, right? If somebody who's Christian, you see them, they won't even talk to somebody who's like a Wiccan or whatever because they believe that there's a possibility they're going to say something that could possibly change them. But you just got to be secure in what you know, believe what you believe, educate yourself. That way, any kind of discourse that you have to have with somebody it's not going to affect you because you already know what you believe. You've already thought through what you're going to believe. And at that point, you should not have any fear of what anybody else believes because you already know what you believe. And that way you don't have to ostracize them or, or, or belittle them or treat them differently. You can, fi- again, find common ground 
and work towards a common goal. Because I can promise you, if you tried anybody you want, you could find a common ground with anybody. You could be the Lakers. It could be, I don't know, you both use your right hand when you play baseball. I don't know. I'm throwing things out. It's possible. Yeah. yeah, no, I hear you, man. Yeah, so, man, I think that just takes some maturity and some understanding and some compassion. I just wish people had more compassion. Um, yeah. Let's talk can, – can we talk one more uh, – I'll, I'll hit you with one more question, and it's really just about, like, uh, TikTok shutting you down. So how, you said uh, how many times were you back up again? So I got banned today from my live now just want to point something out what you see is what i do in my live um they banned me for seven days for nudity and a, a sexual activity now obviously i'm not nude but as far as my account being banned i've been banned probably 30 times Jeez. but i've only been permanently banned where they took my account away um nine times so nine times my account's been taken away around 30 times i've been banned and again, I don't blame TikTok. I actually wrote TikTok uh, an email. I wrote their CSO, our chief security officer. I wrote Vanessa Pappas, who was the interim CEO. I wrote them all a letter. Um, I knew their email address because it was on LinkedIn. Right. I said, listen, guys, um, let's not waste my time. Let's not waste your time. I got plenty of other things I could do, plenty of other platforms. I Thank you for giving me so many followers. But if you don't want me on this app, just tell me you don't want me on the app, but please stop with the bullshit about the guidelines, right? I've read those damn guidelines. I, I've studied them more than, I, I don't know, I, anybody studied anything. Like, I just, I've studied them. I know everything there is to know about the guidelines. I don't violate them. And you would have to literally stretch these things out to find a way for me to violate them. So for the most part, according to TikTok's transparency report, they said that they, TikTok's algorithm bans about 98% of the videos, okay? So that means TikTok. 98% of the time, if your video gets banned, it was because TikTok's algorithm said so. I don't know why they banned me. I don't know what it is. They Most of the time, they said it was harassment and bullying, which I guess I can understand. If I if somebody makes a comment and I say that's wrong, you shouldn't make that comment. If you stretch it far enough, you could probably say, well, that made that person feel bad, and therefore that's harassment and bullying. But for the most part, that's what it is. I've been banned for violent extremism, which was fake, obviously. I've been banned for harassment and bullying, which is my opinion fake and then i've also was banned for minor safety and they got me with minor safety because if you know my content we're usually wearing masks when i say we it's not always me in the videos there's a bunch of us that go into the videos um but they say well you're a minor so it's minor safety because you're, you're doing a video and you must be under 13 years old because we can't prove that you're not obviously nonsensical it's not exclusive to me it happens to a lot of people including like lgbt creators and minority creators they seem to be telling the same story i'm telling so it just seems to be a problem that TikTok has uh, with um, trying to delimitate or determine what what content violates their guidelines. And if it's not 20-year-old college girl shaking her ass, the Cardi B's song about her private parts, they seem to not want your content. So, again, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think they should actually just have some, like, personal curators, like people that can actually, like, review – they do they do it's just they 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 do. so you gotta remember they said and i don't remember the exact number so i'm just gonna throw a number that i think i remember mm -hmm. they said something around 50 billion videos a year something like that or some crazy number 
They have about, I think, a staff of 1,200. If you do the math, if every video is 15 seconds, it is literally impossible. Impossible. Every single video. So I get it. The one of the ideas that I had, and you guys can steal this and sell it, is why don't they do what every other website has ever done since the beginning of time? Like, if you guys are old enough to remember message boards and all that stuff like that, what did they do? If, if they wanted to keep their content good, they found somebody that they trusted, and they made them a moderator. Well, 1,200 people can't watch that many videos, but 7, 8 million people could. And there's 7 or 8 million good people that you could verify and trust and give them the ability to help, like a volunteer army, right? Because policing the community is in everybody's best interest, right? Including yourself, because these kids that are under 13 are the majority of the people that are reporting your videos. So why not extend out the olive branch to the the content creators that want to keep being creative, that are making a profit, that want to police their community and just let them help you police some of these videos. I would volunteer to do it. I mean, I'll do it for an hour a day. Just go through a bunch of videos and just, and just check to see if they actually violate the guidelines. If you was to give out the community guideline, uh, guidelines to what you're looking for. Thing is, their solution is more technology, but as as it stands right now, that technology uh, seems to be failing a lot of people, and it seems like they're failing. They seem like they're failing the people that sh- they should be trying to help. Whether it would be again the African American creators or whatever. And the last thing I'll say about that is, they actually did a memo. If you want to Google it, there was a memo that came out from Google. I want to say 2014, but don't quote me on that. Where they actually said in a memo that they were targeting gay fat unattractive uh content creators and they were throttling their views or they were pushing views to the back so they couldn't get views because they didn't want to grow the problem of bullying and harassment so they actually intentionally were shadow banning if that's what you want to call it people's content that's tiktok's mo right they're like well there's a problem in these things so let's, let's just either push it away or get or, or remove it and I kind of think that's what's happening to me. I am pointing out a lot of glaring problems within their app. Right. And rather than address it, because it is getting popping, 2.5 million, even on TikTok's terms, is considered mega viral, right? So you have a 2.5 million follower that averages about half a million views per video. You probably don't want them talking about this issue. So I get it. I understand why they do it, but I wish that they would just either reach out to me and say, here's what I don't want you to do or work with me. I'd love to work with TikTok. It'd be a freaking dream come true. If they want me to get rid of the mask, I'll get rid of the mask. Whatever you want me to do that can help save at least maybe 10% of those 6,000 kids that took their life in 2019, mm-hmm. save the next generation of those people, I'm down for it. So That idea that you just mentioned with the moderators is like, it's it's gold. Like that, that idea should be put on Twitter, Facebook. Just like how you said, like, yes, like we have police on like in in the physical. Why not have, uh, you know, not necessarily like police, but, you know, like, you know, moderators for these sites, you know. So, I mean, that, you know, that that idea is is phenomenal. Right. So well, I, moderators you know, for your, moderators I, for I, your I niche. For right. So for you guys, you're entrepreneurs, you're, you're creators. Right. So for your niche, it's in your best interest to keep that community free of nonsense right because those are the people that are are buying into your content so i'm not saying let's just make me a content moderator for somebody who bakes bread right because i don't know shit about bread but if you asked me to be a moderator for the anti-bullying community how i could do that easily so there's a smart intellectual way to do it where where we don't have to go to the social credit score of china because you know what's going to happen if we do that right <laughs> people are going to get attacked yeah. politically all of a sudden now you're on a no fly list or, or whatever like if you put the hands of those type of things into the wrong people 
um, things go wrong. But I mean, something like hell, we have credit scores, right? I mean, yeah, for, to, to get a loan, right? We have uh, to get rent to rent something. You have a Reddit, a renting credit or whatever, a renting report that people can pull on you to see if you paid your rent. Why don't we have a social media thing like that? It's not like they all can't just work together and build a fucking database of assholes and IP addresses or, or device names where you say, Hey, don't give that person an account. They just groomed the child, right? If they wanted to solve this problem, let's just, let me just say that real quick. $50 billion a year. I promise you they can solve this problem. The question you have to ask is why are they not solving this problem for $50 billion? You can solve anything. And I do mean anything. Why aren't they solving this problem? That's the question you have to ask. Hard hidden, hard hidden question there. Hard hidden question there. So, the people we they can find you on Patreon. Where where else? So, if you go to the website, thegreatlondini.com, um, all of my social media is on there. I just ask people to just follow us on everything if they can. We do. We try to put as much positive and great content on there. So, if you go to the website on the Patreon, again, all the things I just talked about, like how to get rid of your identity to keep yourself safe. Like, like the emojis that kids are using, uh, that like they're using in like little codes to like to get around you knowing what they're doing. We spill the beans and all that thing. It's all on Patreon. And the reason why we do it on Patreon is because it's like an additional thing for the fans that let their content. We want to give people education. We want to give them something of value when they support us. So if you go to the website, you become a Patreon. There's three different levels. If you support us on any level, it helps us to grow that mission. And we're going to keep holding people accountable, man. We're going to keep doing what we do. Uh, and it's all on the website, thegreatlondini.com. So. Amazing. Amazing. Well, it's been X. It's, it's been Crizzo. Uh, I appreciate, you know, you coming on here and really, you know, spreading the uh, message and, you know, you're doing God's work, you know, I, you know, I'm not afraid to say, it, you know, but it's, it's, you know, yeah, I, I really appreciate it, man. Yes, thank That's you for your movement. service. Thank you for the movement, man. This is and your story, dude. Your story's amazing. I, I wish you. you nothing but the best. And keep doing what you're doing and keep the movement alive. We can Definitely. we're here to help in any way. Yeah, man. No, just 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 getting the message out like you're doing, man. And it, it, it's definitely we need more positive people out there becoming entrepreneurs, doing the right things. And, and leading everyone just leading by example, like have that light, you know, be that light that everybody needs to look up. It was like, man, you know, what? look at these dudes like they're out there. They got their own podcast. They're out there doing things. And that's what you could do. You can make this generation better for my kids. That's what you can do for me. Because right now, as it stands, this shit's going off a cliff and it's hitting 80. <laughs> yeah, it all starts with you. You know, it all starts with the individual. So, yeah, for sure. Well, all right, guys. Thank you to the great Andini. Thank you very much. It's right, been guys. What's Out Production. Peace out. Peace. Peace.